When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You? Good. Brand new week. We've got uh, missed connections coming up at the end of today's After 9 Podcast and lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about in between. Before we get to that, though... First off, just because she's in the podcast studio at the moment, I'm going to bring in Octavia here. Octavia, you went to your first pro lacrosse game on Saturday. It was a game that I was working at. It was the Toronto Rock versus the Buffalo Bandits. And and you showed up in a Bandits jersey because you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody whose kid played for the team. How was your experience? It was a lot of fun. It was it was really cool to be there. I'd never seen it. So it's very high energy. There's a lot going on. The music never stops. That's what, like, everybody that I was with was so blown away by because it just keeps going. Everything is going all the time. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. In a good way, though? Yeah, it was awesome. Good. So will you go to another game? Yeah, for sure. Toronto game, not Buffalo? I will because they're, <laughs> they're around, you know, a little bit more. So Right, right. How did I do? Was I entertaining? Yes. It's, it, it's so weird working with people whose voices are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Between Cat and TikTok and me at the Rock game, I mean, holy shit. <laughs> Poor Octavia. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I hear them. <laughs> the voices in my head, they don't stop. I can't escape. Uh, all right, Cat, let's talk football for a second here. It happened yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs did it for the fourth time in five years. They are going to the Super Bowl again. They're doing it. They're doing and it. And I'm not surprised. The Kansas City's in. I was hoping the Lions were going to win their game. I was too. I, I really too was too. Uh, Kansas City, they did great. They got out to the lead and they never looked back. I, I think they led start to finish for the entire game. Great. Good for them. But it's going to be a pretty boring Super Bowl. Like this is the first time I think in a Super Bowl, I don't care who wins. I don't know if it's San Fran or Kansas City. And frankly, I don't care. This is Patrick Mahomes after the game. You relish the role of taking this team on the road twice to be able to get to the promised land, and now you've done it, and now you have a chance to go back-to-back for the first time in 20 years in the NFL. How important would that be to this team? Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, I knew going on the road we were going to be okay. We got a lot of dogs in that locker room, and those guys came to play today, defense, offense, special teams, and we we came back, and like Clark said, we were going to win this trophy with Norma's Hunt name on our jersey. We promise you that. So we went out and got that thing. Man. Mm-hmm. He, uh, good on him. I mean, he'll probably go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's taking his team to the Super Bowl again. Good. But given that they've won it, they just won it last year, I have to think that there's probably going to be more people rooting for San Fran to win, wouldn't you think? I don't, I don't know. I mean, gosh, look at the run like Tom Brady had all through the the years and people were still rooting for him, even though it was exhausting, especially for football fans. And I get it. You see the same team went over and over again. It's like, come on. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think as many people are really heavily invested in the two teams as say another team, like an underdog kind of thing. Um, but 
But I think that said, the Lions are going to do really, next year, are going to have even more fans than they did previous. Could you see yourself adopting the Lions as your team? I mean, I mean your husband's yeah. got Tampa Bay. I got Buffalo. Could you go Detroit? Sure. Really? Like, just because why not? I don't really have a team. I kind of cheered for the Bucks because my husband's a fan of the Bucks. But yeah, I could go Lions. Okay. Here is 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy on going to the Super Bowl. They were yelling, Purdy, Purdy. They love you, as they should. You just led one of the biggest comebacks in NFC Championship game history. What was the key to the amazing comeback? Man, first of all, glory to God. Um, he, he's given us this opportunity, man. And, and for us, it's a team sport. You know, we knew we had a half left. Defense did their job. The boys on offense took care of business. Coach called a great game. And, and we had the faithful behind us the whole way. So we love you guys. Yeah, you said all nice. the right things. Good. You said all the right things. So the Super Bowl is now in less than two weeks. It is Sunday, February the 11th. Pre-game starts at like 10 a.m. Game just after 6 o'clock. And Usher is going to be the halftime performer. That's what I'm here for. Now that we know who's in the Super Bowl, this is where everything starts to unfold. This is where they start explaining the storylines. Yeah. We all know about Patrick Mahomes and how much he gets paid. And then there's Brock Purdy there who's like getting paid peanuts compared to Mahomes. And that's going to be a one. Usher. And halftime is going to be another one. Has he confirmed anybody that's coming out with him, or has he just said there will be people out there with him? Oh man, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm really excited to see. I don't know what what unfolds. But again, I, I'm more here for the halftime show. I'm supposed like that. You know that. I gotta think he's gonna bring out Little John. I yeah, would think. I mean, Ludacris I, would make ab- sense. Yeah, and I'm all about whatever he does. But you know, I'm kind of hoping he brings out all the people. He already did allude to bringing them out. Yes, but I who I don't know. But yeah, I think all of those names are going to be there. I think, uh, why not? Especially for the ones who won't get their own headlining. Because let's be honest, like not every one of them will get their own headline show. So why not be a part of someone else's if you can't, right? Why not? You're still on the stage. Sure. Uh, You know what I did on Saturday night? Before I watched SNL. What'd you do? I watched the Royal Rumble. You did? Yeah. On purpose? Yeah. You didn't like fall asleep with the TV on and it just came on that channel? No, no. I mean, my husband, my husband wanted to, was curious to watch it. So I just said, fuck it. Like we deserve, we deserve to do something. Let's just do this. And so we were, we were watching wrestling together, which is kind of, I was laughing a little bit. And he was like, stop laughing. Like, we know it's fake, okay? Because they start off with the women's Royal Rumble. I assume you didn't see any of it. I did not. But I didn't understand the concept of the Royal Rumble. I thought it was just all wrestling. Like, wrestling is wrestling. But Royal Rumble, they all just enter the, enter the match. Like, every, was it 90 seconds or something like that? Someone new comes into the ring until there's one left. And so we started, like, placing bets on who's going to stay in and how they were going to get ejected. And it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. I was also curious if Dwayne The Rock Johnson was going to show up, just with the news that came down semi-recently. But I think he's going to be a part of WrestleMania. Uh, nonetheless, I actually had fun watching wrestling, even though I laughed through some of the stuff that's very fake. What was it, was it still fun. What was it that was funny? Is it the outfits, or is it the way no. they talk, or is it the people in the crowd that are going fucking wild? It's like, okay, it's so hard. It's so hard to do that job, it, it, not just as an athlete, and the athleticism is incredible from the actual wrestlers. I mean from a camera standpoint, from a producer standpoint, because you have to get those camera angles just right. And when you have that many people in the ring doing everything all at one time, there's bound to be slip-ups. And so there are, of course, right? You see the foot go down, but not even touch the face, and then the reaction of, oh! Like, as if the, <laughs> and the face wasn't even touched by the foot. So... Shit like that just makes me laugh. But it's good. It's good. Whatever. It was dumb entertainment for a little bit. And uh, I know our buddy Dave Blizzard was there. So I'm curious to see how uh, how it went in the crowd because the crowd's like 
outrageous. Oh, one of the funniest things, by the way, I saw on Saturday night watching the crowd was someone holding up a sign at a wrestling match that said, Go Lions. Really? Yes. He's on a perfect camera angle. He held up a sign saying, Go Lions. Fantastic. Uh, Wrong crowd, bud. But it was funny. I, I used to be really into wrestling. When I was growing up, Hulk Hogan was an icon to me. Watching that was amazing. And I'd go to the the house shows and like the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium and stuff. And I could never understand, well, why is Hulk Hogan not here? (laughs) Not realizing that he's not going to go to the the small events. He only goes to the big ones. And then I got off of it for a while. I think a lot of people did. You go through phases with WWE. When I got back into it, and I got really into it, when Stone Cold and The Rock and Degeneration X and all those were just running wild. That was like the heyday every Monday night. And I was doing evening radio at the time. Every Monday night, I would tape the first hour of Raw, race home, order like 10 pounds of chicken wings and garlic bread and just make a, an asshole of myself watching wrestling, yelling at the fucking TV. <laughs> I don't know if I could go back to that. Could you ever be a raw Monday night girl and a SmackDown at the end of the week girl? Not by schedule, no. It wouldn't be like on my list of agendas. But if it's on in the background, like sometimes it's good fun to just kind of, it's, it's, it's a show where it's entertainment, like no matter which way you slice it. So whether you're watching that or whatever else you're into, it's a form of entertainment that's obviously like stood the test of time. There's so many people invested in it, but it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It's, it's different, right? It's just different. So good weekend overall. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff done. I got a lot of stuff done around the house. A lot of cleaning, a lot of organizing. I imagine after that podcast on Friday, you probably got a lot of DMs too. Oh, a shit ton, yeah. And thank you so much, everybody who reached out. Our text message board was insane too. When I came in uh, this morning too, I noticed how many there were because I didn't get a chance to check through the weekend. So thank you so much to all those people who did reach out. We uh, we appreciate you. Okay. Uh, happening now, and unfortunately it's going to be too tight to turn around the audio and get it for you in this episode of the pod. I don't even know if it's going to be worth playing, but the Ontario government is announcing the details of the move to put nine service Ontario outlets into Staples and other big box stores in Ontario. But apparently... This is part of a bigger plan to put all of the standalone, privately run Service Ontario locations into new locations. They say it's going to save the taxpayers a lot of money, and there's still a lot of people that can't seem to get over the fact that Staples is not owned in Canada. It's an American chain. And while they do employ a lot of Ontarians, they do pay a lot of rent in Ontario, they pay taxes in Ontario, there's still some people who are upset Because it's going to Staples, which is an American company. Shouldn't we, I feel like we're focused on the wrong things here. Shouldn't we be focused on convenience? Nobody likes to go to Service Ontario. Nobody likes to do it. If you need a health card, a fishing license, a driver's license, got to get a plate sticker, anything like that, you got to go to Service Ontario. Mm -hmm. I think there should be as many outlets as possible, open as many hours as possible. I don't understand why it can't be that way. I think it would be more exciting than, I agree with you, than the regular service Ontario's. When you go in there, it's like not even the people who get paid to be there want to be there. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Honestly, true. Honestly, it's so true. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not against. I think we need to see how this how this is working out, right? And it, by all means, if there's issues that are flagged when it does start, then, yeah, let's hear out those issues. But otherwise, can we just calm down until we, like, start this thing? You know what else I don't understand, though, and this is on the other end of the spectrum, is the government owns a lot of businesses. I mean, and I'm looking at the LCBO. There's one in just about every city, at least one. Some cities have many LCBO outlets. Those are owned by the province. 
could we not find like a little place like maybe between vintages and the that cooler full of uh, White Claw to, to put a Service Ontario outlet there and then we don't have to take up space from anybody? We have property in Ontario that we could be using, don't we? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think so. But maybe the point is to close down these other ones to save money. Like you said from the get-go, I mean, it is going to save us money technically. Could there be other things that we could do? Yeah, we make a lot of dumb decisions. And it seems like we're skipping by a lot of things that we could be doing. Uh, but I'm curious to see. Hey, if you can get a little two-for-one here and you have to go to Service Ontario and you also have to pick up anything at Staples, <laughs> <laughs> then great. I wonder how many impulse buys there's going to be. Like, oh, you went oh. in to change the address on your your health card, and and you ended up walking out with a new desk and five chairs. A hundred percent. I was literally just there yesterday, and they're smart because right in the front area, they put all the like stuff that's like for sale and for clearance. Brilliant. It's brilliant to do that because especially when those Service Ontario little kiosks are going to be there. Kiosks or spot? What are they calling them? Are they calling them kiosks? I think so. So once they're in there. Yeah, you're going to pass all those things right by. Put all your sales stuff right at the front. Be brilliant about it because you're not heading into Staples for it initially. And I could see them really winning in this whole scenario. I could too. It's smart of them yeah. to want to put it there. And if it saves us money, I'm okay with it. The uh, We're in that that vein now. That That's sort of the way things are going. It doesn't matter where you go. There's a lot of kiosks popping up in stores that we go to. Uh, how many people were shocked the first time they walked into a Canadian Tire and saw a Party City outlet in there? You know, like stuff like that is happening all the time. I think it's convenient, neat, fun, random, but kind of fun. I, I think we should do more of this shit. Yeah, sure. Why not? If you don't need a full office set up, just lease out some space at Canadian Tire. Let's see what else we can figure out, right? Why not? Uh, before we go any further, uh, I do want to mention, because you, you talked about DMs that we've gotten through uh, the last couple of weeks, and, and sometimes we forget to kind of address some of the questions on it, but one of them came in about how we had Sandra Siskind on the podcast not too long ago. Right, yes. And I, you know what's great is that actually, if you go follow Diamond underscore lawyers, um, you'll hear a little bit of that. So if you don't want to listen back to the full pod, um, what they've done is post a little bit about uh, us being on that, uh, or sorry, Sandra being here on the After 9 podcast, and a little bit more about the lawsuit, um, the class action lawsuit, and the lawsuits in general that were filed against several Canadian universities for failing to protect Jewish students from anti-Semitism. But of course, it doesn't stop there. They do a lot of uh, great work uh, to support people. Absolutely. Uh, all facets of law, including personal injury. So Diamond and Diamond Lawyers, Sandra is a good friend of the pod. If you need any legal services done, uh, by all means, sure. Shop around, compare notes, read reviews, but highly recommend Diamond and Diamond. I've used them uh, personally a few times and they do great work. Uh, today in Ottawa, our politicians get back to work, Cat. Oh, finally. They've been off for how long, sorry? They've been off since like the 15th of December. I think today, it, it, yesterday was 45 days off. I almost think that the rest of society should work around the way the government works. And if the government decides they're going to take a 45-day break at Christmas, maybe we should just all get a 45-day break at Christmas. So do we, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> these are the people representing us, and, and they're supposed to be no different than us. And if they're getting a 45-day Christmas break, and that's on top of, like, the 90-day the summer break that they get and all the other breaks, I think we should get it too. But they're finally going to get back to work, and there's going to be a lot of fighting. It's going to be very vicious, I think, for the first couple of days. But I don't even really want to talk about that. What I want to do is play a question that got asked this weekend at a campaign event. And it's an interesting one because it's one that I hear a lot from people. 
So take a listen to this question. It's about a minute, and then I will let the answer play as well so you get the whole package. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you for coming out to speak with us and not at us and to learn from us rather than lecture us. I think that we can all appreciate that kind of interaction. Um, my question is, uh, I mean, you've got my vote for sure, 100%. I've been telling all my friends about you and trying to steer them towards it because I really do appreciate your common sense approach and your, and your platform, which I don't know why some people don't believe it exists. I hear you talk about it in question period every day. But um, is there, it seems to be very numbers driven, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's good to have a guy that can balance a checkbook in, in power, but looking to the future, the, the issues that really scare me are like, like social and cultural issues. It seems that we're, you know, divided so heavily along these cultural lines that just sort of happen to the very edges fit into our political landscape. How do you plan to communicate the platform that you're bringing forward to the country in such a way that you can unite? the cultural aspects of the issues that are, that are coming your way because I feel as if no matter what you do, no matter how good your plan is, we're going to be racist and bigots if we support the Conservative Party and I don't see a way forward for the country if you can't get ahead of that and unite everybody around the cultural issues along with the economic issues which you have a very firm and solid grasp on. Very reasonable question. That's one that I hear a lot though. I, uh, I have some friends that that have very similar political leanings to me. And and they're not allowed to talk about it at work. Really? They're afraid to talk about it at work because they think that if they mention, I really like that Pierre Polyev wants to uh, scrap the carbon tax, that people are going to get all up and he's like, oh, he's a conservative and lights are going to go off and they're going to call him a racist and a misogynist <laughs> and a bigot and all the other things they call you when they find out you are a right-leaning individual. So is it not allowed or is it just don't, don't want to? Uh, it's a don't what want it? to. It's okay. like afraid it. It. to bring it up. Yeah. But I mean, I did a solo Scott episode last Thursday. If you didn't hear it, feel free to go back and listen. But that was one of the things that came up. How do you have a civil conversation when as soon as your position is revealed, the other side is ready to jump up and down and call you a racist or a biggest bigot or a misogynist or whatever. Uh, the answer here was interesting. I'll let it play. It's about a minute long. How do we put the pieces back together? The answer is freedom. Now, here's what I mean by that. When Wilfrid Laurier was asked, what is Canada's nationality 100 years ago? He couldn't answer based on the way most national leaders could. If you had been in Europe, you would have answered based on ethnicity uh, or religion. You know, from France, you would have said French. In England, you would have said English. But in Canada, we were already mixed up. We had obviously the first peoples. We had French, English. We had Scots, Irish, Germans. We even had Asian peoples who were here at that time. And so he couldn't answer based on race or gender or ideology or any of those things. He said, Canada is free and freedom is its nationality. And that's why Protestants and Catholics gouged each other's eyes out for centuries in Europe. And then they came to Canada and lived peacefully. Why? Because Catholics were able to worship freely. Protestants were able to worship freely. And the, the times in our history where we have made mistakes and where we have done wrong has, has been when the government has, has become too powerful and has taken away the freedom and the autonomy of the people. In every instance, all the historical wrongs in our history are the result of government using excessive force and power over the population. But by restoring freedom, we allow each individual, each group, each family, each community to live the lives that they choose to live. 
And in so doing, there's no reason to fight because everyone can do what they believe right. My purpose in politics is not to take power, but to give it back, to have a small government with big citizens. To, my, to have a government, if I were to start a new political party from scratch, it would be called the Mind Your Own Damn Business Party. Yes. Where the government does its job, which is to provide roads and schools and hospitals and national security, protect the, the environment, and then let people live their lives, make their own decisions, think their own thoughts, spend. I don't know if freedom is the only answer. There's probably a lot more we can do there, but nonetheless, that's a good start. I thought that was a good question and a really good answer. Uh, today we will be focusing cat on, let's see here, another call to scrap the carbon tax. Uh, that's the conservative goal. The liberals want to move on a Ukrainian related free trade deal. Kind of want some drama. The country's all pissed off. Everybody's mad at each other. I, I kind of wish that the you politicians- You want more drama? No, like in Ottawa. <laughs> like, you know, if you go on the subway right now and, and just start chanting, ax the tax, someone- will freak out and people are going to start throwing hands. That's how passionate people are. Mm -hmm. I kind of want that reflected in our politicians because right now it seems like there's like three or four people, mainly Pierre Polyev and Justin Trudeau and Jugmeet Singh and uh, maybe another one, I don't know, Yves Francois Blanchet. They all seem to care, but there's like 300 other people behind them that don't seem to give a shit. And I'd love to see a little bit of passion. Let's start heaving snowballs across the aisle. Let's start a big fucking royal rumble in the middle of parliament <laughs> and let's see who wins. Sure. Do you know how many thousands, millions of people watch that on Saturday? Because it's good drama and you want to see good triumph over evil. Well, and I think you nailed it with uh, you want to see people give a shit is basically what we're trying to say too. Yeah. And uh, should we, we all should. We all should. You know, I was, uh, I was thinking about it this weekend when I was hating my life at the grocery store. They raised, they raised prices which, again. I was going to say, which, which part made you hate your life? Because there's a lot. I, I was at a, uh, so I, I, I don't even mind telling you, my favorite grocery store, I think, is Fortino's. And while Fortino's is a little more expensive than some, I feel like the quality is worth it. Yep. The problem being is that Fortino's is also part of the Loblaw family, and I don't really want to support Loblaw. So I try and do most of my shopping at Farm Boy and Longos, who are not affiliated with Loblaw. And it occurred to me this weekend as I'm shopping for like a $6 fucking cauliflower and, and just obnoxious pricing on these things, like a $15 watermelon yeah, and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. It occurred to me, we just spent billions and billions and billions of dollars to attract battery-making companies to set up in Canada and, and use our minerals and precious resources to create batteries for the world. And, and the reason apparently we should all be okay with spending billions of tax dollars on attracting these companies here is that it'll create jobs and it's good for the Canadian people overall. Mm -hmm. You know what I would love to see is... And this goes back to giving a shit because I feel like sometimes the people in Ottawa don't. I'd like to see an EV battery plant style incentive to bring other grocery chains to Canada. You know, if we can spend billions to bring whoever here, LG Stellantis is going to build batteries for electric vehicles and whatever. If we can do that, couldn't we even spend like a couple million Give it to like Trader Joe's or or uh, uh, 
the, what's another popular American one? Publix. They've sure. got Kroger. They've Tops. got Tops. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be totally yeah. okay spending a few taxpayer dollars to try and attract those people to come and set up in Canada. And once there's other companies that don't have any affiliation with each other that actually compete with each other, then we will see prices yeah. come down. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't gone out there and said, hey, listen, hey, Kroger, you seem to have a pretty good operation going down here in the States. All you have to do is open up maybe 10 stores in Canada for now, and we're going to make it so you don't have to pay tax for the first five years. What do you think of that? I'll bet some of these companies would be willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of a deal you can actually make. And the other problem is our dollar is such shit (laughs) that them actually building something here for them would be, uh, you'd have to do something about the tax. But I don't even know if that's allowed. You'd have to do something because there's no stinking way. Or the prices will be extremely high on those goods. It's going to be just the same or worse. I don't know. Maybe. I, mean, I, I have to think competition is good. Yeah, I mean, I everything competi- I've always heard is good. Competition's always good. And it's true. We have our kind of, yeah, we have our go-to places. I like to hit the smaller places where I can, you know, like the markets and things like that. I think most people do. But there's not enough of them, right? They're yeah. not everywhere like the Loblaw and like the Metro and who's the other owner? There's Loblaw, Sobeys. Metro. Is it Sobeys on its own? Sobeys, Enterprise, or Enterprise, something one of them. Like, yeah, yeah, Enterprise, something like that. So anyway, we've got like a few big, big dogs, right? And then we have the smaller markets. I do wish there was more of the smaller markets because I have a couple of them by my house. The hours are always funky with them, but man, I could live with that. I could live with that knowing that I'm going to be spending a little less or, uh, you know, what not giving to those companies. Sure, but. I don't know. We're stuck with what we're stuck with right now. I'd also like an all-in-one shop. I'd like to go to one place where I can just get everything and be confident that I'm getting probably close to the best price. So right now, I've got this weird scheme in my head. You know, if you want fresh deli meats, the best place to get those is over at Fortino's. And if you want a good deal on the meats and stuff that you eat with dinner, Metro's always got great sales on the meat. And if you want produce, well, it's always freshest at Farm Boy. And, oh, you could go to Farm Boy because it's basically independent and they got all kinds of shit, but they don't sell everything at Farm Boy. You can't do a regular full grocery shop there. Yeah. They don't even sell ketchup. So, you know, I feel like <laughs> everybody has I got... I like a weird ketchup that's come from like a different yeah. country. And you're like, what, what is this? What the fuck is in that, by the way? What is this? It's like barbecue and sriracha. Sriracha not is the not same. ketchup. Not the same. And paper towels. Like, I just want some paper towels and toilet paper. Where do I get? Where, I got to go somewhere else for that? What this, is this? This is what I mean. Yeah. We're running around to too many different places, and it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, even if Target wanted yeah. to set up their groceries as a standalone grocery store in Canada, I think we should incentivize anybody who wants to bring competition to Canada that sure. will result in jobs, and it will save people money. I think it's money well spent. Do you ever price match? Like, I, what is it? Walmart does it in, like, I don't know how many I've got. You guys will let me know. But there's a couple places that'll do price matching. I never do it. I never think of it. Isn't that bad? Like, I sh- I mean, because I'll complain about the prices of things, but then I don't even think, like, all you have to do is whip out your phone, by the way. Go to Walmart, for example, and I know there's other places that price match, I'm sure. Go there and whip your phone out. You could just show them, hey, here, Sobeys has this, like, can of Del Monte fucking peaches or whatever the goddamn you want. Here it is. And then they give you those prices. Like, it really isn't, we have to put an effort in, but you, there, there is an easier way to do that. But more places need to price match. Here's the problem with price matching is I never do it, and I feel weird about it, especially if there's people behind me and they want to get their shit done, and I don't want to make anybody wait, and it's weird, like, oh, hang on, it's like the fucking flip app here. Well, well, look, it's cheaper over at Walmart. Really? Okay, so someone I, who likes to save money like you. I, I don't like Don't, get, you, you care too much about what the people behind you in line? Yes. Care? Yes. Really? I guess. I, I don't know. I just never do it. But but here's my thing on price matching. 
we shouldn't all have to price match. If yeah. one person price matches it, the price should change. If Walmart's policy, for example, is we will match our competitor's price, how many different people need to show them it's $5 cheaper at the superstore? Yeah. It should take one person to show them, oh, you guys are more expensive here. And then just bam, they just reset the price across the board. I don't know why we can't do that. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice, but you see why they don't. Yeah. Because they're robbing Cause us. They, yeah. Because they, they hope people like yourself don't want to wait and don't want to go through the process. Right. That's, That's right. what they're hoping for. And a lot of people don't even realize it's a thing. But I do. Every time we talk about grocery prices, I always get someone that message me, messages me and I keep meaning to ask you because I personally don't either. And it's, a, it's honestly, it's a forgetful thing, too. Like I, sometimes I don't even think of it. I don't do a lot of grocery shopping at Walmart, though, to be honest with me you. Either, I no. just don't because it's not it's also just not convenient for me where I am. There's a Sobeys nearby. And unfortunately, there's a there's a Zayers. Ugh, so it's blah, like blah. I, it's, so for convenience purposes, I don't shop, grocery shop at Walmart. Often, but I should think about that. We should all think about those things, but I, I do wish more companies would just do that right off the bat. And like you said, just change the prices like, ah, this is, and especially with things like milk, bread, it's, you yeah. guys are mostly selling the same shit at the same store, the basics, at least. Can we all agree that those prices should be dropped down so people can at least have a hand a little bit and help, a little help? Well, affordability is something that I think the government should be squarely focused on. And on this, the first day of the new session of parliament, I think... Trudeau wants to give more money to Ukraine. No. And Pierre wants to axe the tax. And, and the, well, that would make things more affordable. We know it's not going to happen. It's just going to go around in circles and piss everybody off and waste yeah. everybody's time. I don't know why we can't all just agree on one common set of principles that things need to get cheaper. And if things need to get cheaper because people are losing homes and shit like that, then we could start with a few basics. If they did an entire parliament and nobody's allowed to leave, until we figured it out and figured out a way to actually meaningfully lower prices for people. And you can go from insurance to cell phone companies. You can go through it all. And I think we also need to talk about what we're charging tax on. This came up today on our radio show because I was flipping through the flyers this weekend. And I noticed that tampons were on sale everywhere. And I honestly thought, they still sell those? Because every time I go into a bathroom, they're giving them away for free. We got like a pile of 300 of them in the men's room here for some reason, and they're free. Grab them. My girlfriend, if she picks them up, I'm like, why? I just grabbed you a handful from work. We got fucking tons do you of them. Do and no, that? Nobody's using them. No, but I mean, me, my cheap ass is thinking, why are you buying these? They're free. I'll just bring you home some. Although I suppose she probably has them at her work as well. Is there a difference? Like when we mentioned this today, somebody texted in and said the free ones that they give away are like cardboard. Yeah. Well, that's it. They're not going to be like your your Tampax and stuff like that. No, of course, they're going to be like a cheaper brand but that because that makes sense. Why would they spend the money? But yes, people can be particular about it. Uh, as you can imagine, it's like, you know, uh, how do I put this? Well, one size doesn't necessarily fit all either. And so some people are also particular on, on the ones, the brands that they use. And so be it. I don't, I don't personally take them unless if like, if, I, if it was in a pinch and I actually was on my period, I'm not taking it. If I'm not, then absolutely. It's great that they're there in those public spaces. Do I think everybody knows about it? Probably not. But our building is a publicly, what is it under fall under publicly government fund or whatever the heck well, it is. We're a federally regulated, a federally regulated. Company, that's so what it is. So I, that's why I think we are, we get it. It's a federal law. But not everybody does and not everybody. So not everybody understands that that is available. I just hope for the people who truly like their period poverty is a real thing. I mean, you, you guys could look it up. Period poverty is a real thing. There's people who truly can't afford it. 
why would I take it from someone who maybe can't afford it? I'd rather them, I'd rather whoever ne really needs it have it. And like I said, unless it's in a pinch, fine. And yes, people are picky about it. There's a different kinds of applicators, right? And people are used to what they're used to. Yeah, I, uh, I've i never used one. Yeah, and well, I'm that's also, why I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I, I'm also confused about why we need so many of them in the men's room. Like, I'm not yeah, exaggerating. guys. There's like 300 of them in there. But back to what that guy was talking about when he asked that question, that's some of the social issues that come up that even he's afraid to discuss because you're, you never know who's around, right? Like, if I say it's probably not necessary to have 300 tampons and pads in the men's room, you're going to get shouted down. He's afraid that people are going to call him out and say he's anti-LGBTQ uh, or this or that, anti-trans. And really, it's not what it is. I think we can have a reasonable conversation about whether or not we need 300 of them in there. Maybe a couple in case someone happens to be in a predicament where they need one or maybe they've run in and, and bringing it out to their wife in the car or their daughter or something. There's any number of reasons yeah, that okay. it's practical to have them in the men's room, but... I don't know that we need to have the big fucking machine on the wall and pull the big crank and a big fucking pad flies out at you and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's a weird thing that we should be able to talk about. But to his point, you know, that's the sort of stuff that gets people all angry and uppity. We're going to roll, everybody. We're going to leave you with the replay of today's Missed Connections. We'll have a brand new After 9 out tomorrow and I think just about every day this week. Yeah. There's uh, lots more that we're going to get to this week, so I hope you can come back. Tomorrow, we might actually have a little bit of the premiere from this uh, Service Ontario announcement <gasps> It'll today. be interesting. Ooh, one more thing. We got a DM. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I hate it when people DM both of us at the same time. I don't know if you're going to reply, if I should reply. Oh, it yeah. Drives me crazy. If you want to ask me a question, if you want to ask Kat a question, message Kat, message me. No problem. I just hate when you add us to a group chat. I usually ignore those. But this was a good question. What will happen to the government now that they've been found guilty of violating the Emergencies Act or violating the Constitution? I actually had to research that. The answer is nothing. Nothing is going to happen. There's no penalty. There's no nothing because they're appealing it. They're going to appeal it to the Federal Court of Appeal, and if they don't like what the Federal Court of Appeal says, then they'll take it to the Supreme Court. So, right now, no, there's no consequence unless you want to file a lawsuit. But even at that, the lawsuit wouldn't go through until the appeals have been heard. Mm. So, your years and years, if you had your bank accounts frozen, you've got a legitimate case to sue the government for. You'll probably get a shit ton of money, assuming that they lose the appeals, which are forthcoming. Interesting. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We will leave you now with Missed Connections. Bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections. On the Scott and Cat Show. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Missed Connections. Right now, we're going to tell you the stories of people who have had an encounter in the past that can't find each other. One person told the story online. All right. This first one, it might aggravate you, but it turned into a missed connection. It's called You Took Your Shoes Off. Hey, you're the one that took your shoes and your socks off on the GO train. It was Wednesday and I was having a brutal day. I just got my butt kicked at work with my one-on-one -on -one review. And I was ready to fight. I saw your feet up in the air with not a care in the world rubbing all over the back of the seat in front of you. But as I approached you, ready to have words, you looked at me and smiled and said, hey stranger, what can I do you for? <laughs> you asked and I froze. I'm the guy that told you, have a good day. You said thank you and you continued to snack on your mini tuna lunch mate. 
and listen to whatever you are vibing to in your AirPods while singing out loud. I might try to peep you next week. Hope you're open to a seatmate. Hold on a second here. This is someone who is breaking every rule of transit there is. All the all the rules, like even the, some of them are written, right? I was going to say they're unwritten rules, but some of these are probably written down somewhere. Like, I don't think you can take your shoes and socks off and rub them on the seat. No, that's a big problem. You waving the toes around, not good for transit. No. Plus, oh, what did you decide to bring for a snack? A tuna Lunchable? And then on top of that, you're singing out loud, but listening to music through your AirPods. This is strike one, two, and three. No more transit for you. What does he want with it? What, is he, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You ready to fight? And the next thing you know, you're like, yeah, I might sit next to you whilst you rub your feet against a seat and eat tuna? I understand. This person was having a bad day. Sometimes a bad day can be made better by unloading on somebody who is rubbing their feet on the seat in front of them on the go train. However, sometimes your day can get turned right around sure. by meeting someone interesting and new. There you go. Sounds like they fell into the trap. They fell into something. Good luck. This next one, uh, oh man, we've heard about many meetup encounters for selling things online. Mm -hmm. Craigslist, Kijiji. This is one of them. It's an interesting um, product that was purchased. I bought a glow-in-the-dark octopus iPhone holder from you on Kijiji. We met up at the mall. Because you said you didn't want to get robbed. I get it. It's a beauty piece. I didn't expect it to be a pretty young lady selling it, though. Wow-wee. Oh, no. They typed, they typed wow-wee. Wow, they did. And this is a guy trying to meet a glow-in-the-dark... I, so, I believe so. Glow-in-the-dark octopus uh, iPhone, iPhone holder. holder. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> One of a kind. Oh, okay. <laughs> You were so sweet to give me a great deal at the $8.50 we agreed upon. By the way, they haggled at $8.50. Why do we even need to do end 50 cents? What is happening? And you had to go to the mall to meet them? <laughs> in case someone took it from you. <laughs> uh, you were sweet. You asked me a favor. Name the octopus iPhone holder right then and there so you knew it was going to a good home. So I named him Mr. Tiddywinkle. Mr. Titty Winkle? Hey, I didn't name him. Is it like <laughs> Titty hyphen Winkle? It was T-I-D-D-Y. Titty Winkle. Titty Winkle. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, 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 right. Not that it matters. Still sounds like it. So before they would complete this transaction, it had to be confirmed that there will be a name. Yeah. You oh, have to oh, name. Okay. And, and I guess, did she have to approve the name? It sounds like she had to approve the name, too. I, uh... Well, I mean, for $8.50, you can't expect to not have to name it. Right. So this does all add right. up. It checks all the boxes. Sure. I made you smile, and I promised you I will keep him safe and use him to hold my phone every night. Well, guess what, princess? It's been a week, and I kept my promise so far, and I intend to keep it. Now I'm wondering how you'd feel if I reached back out for a quick chat. Hit me up here. Me and Mr. Tiddywinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mr. Tiddywinkle will happily grant you visitation rights. All this is over a stupid octopus <laughs> phone holder? It glows in the dark, Scott. Who gives it? Glows it glows in the dark. <laughs> Who cares if it glows in the dark? I'll meet you at the mall and give you $8.50. <laughs> I'll agree like to name it and take care of it forever. <laughs> this guy sounds like he's definitely in need of a Tiddywinkle. <laughs> <laughs>
Good luck, buddy. Spirit Airlines shares have fallen 58% after a federal judge blocked a merger with JetBlue. So now the only way Spirit and JetBlue will merge is midair. <laughs> the Japanese movie Godzilla Minus One received a surprise Oscar nomination for visual effects. Also receiving nominations, the Godzilla prequel Oppenheimer. <laughs> You guys get this, I heard about a man in California who set a world record by collecting 1,136 hotel key cards. Then he got back to the front desk and the lady was like, all right, maybe try this one, sorry. A man in California was arrested after he went to a Planet Fitness, took off his clothes and threatened people with a knife. Which, to be fair, is the only way Planet Fitness lets you cancel your membership. 